0: bad guys teaming up hello and welcome to episode 68 of unfunny nerd tangent my name is greg aka captain boomerang charged by my secret society of supervillains to convince podcasters around the world that they're just like regular people no one said it was going to be easy. The first of these targets resides in Phoenix, Arizona. He loves movies about split personalities, but then again, he doesn't. Flashing lights will alter his personality and increase the size of his traps, and only the longing touch of a beautiful woman will stop him from tearing us all apart. So basically, we're all doomed. From attackofthedad.com, he's Tim Wendell Agney.
1: Oh man, you've, uh, you've introduced me with a movie I haven't actually seen. So, so. <laughs>
0: More on that later in the show. Yeah, research is not your strong point. (laughs) Uh, But also in Phoenix, our next panelist often sees himself as the mastermind villain, especially when reviewing DC movies. His body is a shambled mess of broken bones, and despite his heightened intelligence, he still longs to grow that Mozart-styled afro. First name super, second name Jew, he's the super Jew, Jared Rubinovitz. Oh
2: man, I wish I had that hair. I wish I had any hair.
0: It's another trade-off. You'll have the hair, but live with the broken bones.
2: (laughs) I mean, at this point, I'm already halfway to the same total. I think I'm at somewhere in the 20s. (laughs) I mean, really, we're counting fingers. Fingers, wrists, toes. Yeah,
0: (laughs) The black and blue story from our... uh, Scapula, collarbone, (laughs) ribs.
2: Yeah, I had a a pretty good selection.
0: (laughs) And uh, last but not least, all the way from Canada, our guest today has donned his green poncho to join us. And yes, you can drown him in a puddle of water, but that's nothing compared to what happens if you cover him in maple syrup. With the strength of a moose and the stunning insight of a beluga whale, he's Mike De, De Pasqually. Sorry, Mike, nearly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, that was close enough. Uh, that introduction yeah. definitely gave me a semi. That was nice. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, thanks for joining us today, Mike. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what you think when the show's over, but yeah. (laughs) I think we'll have a bit of fun. Uh, Well, Tim, since you brought it up, I was going to ask you about uh, Split because you weren't on the show with Jared and I and Brian, um, you know, uh, at Guitar Salad, Uh, (laughs) uh, when we covered Unbreakable and Split. But now what? You haven't even seen Split?
1: Uh, yeah, I just kind of uh, took the laziest possible approach to this episode, um, but I did I did see Glass, and I I felt like uh, it was a good a good refresher on Unbreakable, which has been pretty long of a time since I saw that movie. Um, but also, um, it it didn't uh, I didn't feel too out of the loop with with having not seen Split. Like everything was pretty pretty well introduced, um, and I I hope it hasn't like ruined the movie for me when I do go back
0: and watch it. Um but I didn't I didn't at any point feel lost either. I think the only thing is like if you're just kind of told what's what happens in Split, I think you can I don't think there's any sort of like major revelations or anything. It's pretty much like, yeah, he's got all these different personalities and they keep talking about the beast, and then it turns out like the beast is actually a real thing, like holy shit. And he does have sort of superpowers and stuff, and then last minute of the movie hey, there's Bruce Willis and there's the Unbreakable music and everyone kind of went, holy fuck, this is like an Unbreakable sequel that nobody knew about. And then I guess if you're kind of okay with that, then you could you could go into glass without seeing it, I suppose. But Unbreakable is a must. You have to see Unbreakable. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. the, the I, whole movie doesn't make any sense.
4: I, I
2: think they did with this movie. They made it, it, it's a low barrier to entry. Like even if you hadn't, even if you hadn't seen Unbreakable, they still explain kind of enough that you get the feel for the character, you don't have to kind of know anything. It's, the train thing is a little important, mm. but I think you could still enjoy it without it. I think I think you have to see have seen one of the other two movies to have been
3: hooked. But Yeah, well, they, they even did mention the train and, and what happened on the yeah. train in Glass. So it really yeah. kind of gave you a summary. And I think I told Tim about Split in about 15 seconds before Glass started, and he was caught up. Yeah, like if you'd yeah, seen the, if you you'd seen the previews, you were pretty good. <laughs>
1: I'm sure. I actually, I listened to that whole unplay nerd
0: tangent, but but Tim wasn't in the light at that point. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're the nine year old. You're the forever nine year old, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I from from a point of view like of of people just going in, obviously you'd recommend watching Unbreakable and then Split. Like I made my wife watch Split because we were going to see Glass, mm-hmm. and she likes McAvoy anyway, so it wasn't like a big, like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think even if you hadn't seen uh, either Unbreakable or Glass, I think the way Sarah Paulson kind of explains the stuff uh, to the characters when they're sitting there, I mean, we'll get to it, but when they're sitting there in their sort of group therapy session or whatever you want to call it, I think there's enough... Sort of exposition there for you to kind of understand. Like, if this was the first movie we ever had, like I think I don't think it's sort of, oh, we don't understand who they are and what they've done type of thing. I think they did a well enough job of that. Like the water cannons in in, in Bruce Willis's room and shit like that.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, it was well laid out. I thought it was pretty pretty uh, cool that they brought the original actor that played the kid, yeah, the Unbreakable back for the sequel.
0: The yeah, that was creator. a good, yeah. I mean, it's, on one hand, I guess he's probably not really in high demand, but <laughs> on the other hand, like, most movies, I think, would just be, and he is this guy who's playing the son now, yeah, rather than actually, let's go and just go get him. Like,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: When, when you advance, when you're 20 years, almost, between movies, it's, secondary characters like that, it's usually hard to get them back, like, yeah. to, whether or not they've been, like, still acting or not, like, it... it a lot of times, you mm. just choose somebody who may play the role better for the age you're looking at. Like, to to have the same child actor still be, you know, capable of playing the role that you want him to now was right. nice. It, his and his it,
1: name is, uh, is Spencer Treat Clark, and it looks like he's been working consistently. Yeah, I've seen um, him other uh, stuff. I guess he's in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Greg? Do you, you know him from Yeah. That? Oh, I f- oh, I don't remember.
0: That's I, I'm, where I'm a bit remember. behind
1: on that. Yeah, I Also...
2: Was he in one of those other like not like supernatural, but one of those like a horror type movie? No. No, like another like super powered one, I feel like.
1: I'm he's, trying to remember.
0: He's got one of those faces that's just extremely distinct. Yeah. I was about and, to say, yeah, you do sort of instantly recognize him and go, Hey, that's that guy. And that's oh, and especially
1: like when they when they did in um in Glass, uh, towards the end they flash back to one of his scenes from Unbreakable and, and then like, oh holy shit, yeah, that's that's definitely unmistakably great. that's, it, that's it, that same kid, and and that yeah. worked
2: really well because you had the same kid. It, you can see it, 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 you know, a lot of times they'll flash back like that, and it won't you won't have the same character. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they, they changed a lot, it, it takes you out of the moment. That it keeps you there by doing that. It, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that's it, it's a good tie,
3: definitely.
0: I know, I know it wasn't um the case, but like, I'd love to create a meme where it's like you know marvel look we made uh we made michael douglas look young and like have like m night be like Pff, hold my beer <laughs> 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 we made this kid look like fucking like he's eight again you know <laughs> <laughs> but no i love that that they did use again we'll get into it but i i love that they used the deleted scenes from unbreakable as scenes in this movie because that where he's talking about like oh any any of those big guys could have lifted the weights in the gym and all that like there is a deleted scene in unbreakable where after he lifts after bruce willis is like lifting the weights in his basement with the paint cans hanging off it and all that kind of stuff he pretty much goes to the um the football stadium where he works and does the same thing again but just in a gym with even more weights but it is kind of a a double up so of, of the same scene so they cut it but
1: uh, then it's that funny. scene
0: with the kid must come after that, where they he actually talks about it. So, Unbreakable pretty-
1: was uh, was back in the day when deleted scenes. Were deleted scenes, you know, when mm-hmm. like you get a movie on DVD and the first thing you would do is pop it in and watch the deleted scenes. And be like, what you know, what did I miss in this movie? What's some extra stuff that I could latch onto? And those special features are still around, but it's like it, it doesn't feel as essential to to no. plug in and understand the process because there's so much you got to move on. So that's because yeah, Tim
2: yeah. always gets the director's cut.
1: <laughs>
0: well, yeah,
4: that's true. Yeah, the, the, what's yeah, the, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that scene with um, with young Elijah, where he gets in the, I don't know what it's called, but gets in the oh the, the a roll, roll thing, right.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: and gets smashed around. Like that's when I was like, oh, they're using the deleted scenes because I'd seen that. I've seen that before. That's on the DVD. That's on oh, the Unbreakable see, DVD. Oh, I, I
2: didn't know I what love. was new. What was you know actual deleted scenes from the other stuff when they were doing that it, and if those are all deleted scenes that worked really well and they, they mm. really fit it into this script like it doesn't feel forced is what's good about it is it's it tells the backstory without being you know oh we we had this extra footage so let's use it it, it fits with the narrative that they're telling
1: a little kid's gotta yeah. be like
0: like 20 something now we got paid again <laughs> yeah i mean unless they reshot it I don't know, but there is a there was a deleted scene on the DVD that I've got where, yeah, it's like another because fl- all through Unbreakable you do get the flashbacks of of Elijah where he's, uh, you know, his mum buys him the comic book and he won't go outside, and then he's, he's there's all these different you know goes down to the playground and that kind of stuff, and yeah, that one is there is one where he goes to the carnival and sneaks on the ride and you know, yeah, gets belted around and breaks everything. So unless yeah. they reshot it, uh, but I mean, I don't know why they would, but. Who knows? But that's where I was like, oh, they're just using old footage. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, the flashbacks were definitely utilized well in this new movie. It was really, they were put in at the right time and really had a nice cut kind of in the emotion and kind of brought back, brought you back to the original story again.
2: And it was especially good when they were trying to do the, oh, it's just ordinary things. You just did it, it. It just seems special because of the circumstances. And they showed it and they framed it in a way. Oh, yeah, maybe that wasn't. It even made me think that, oh, are they just going to say that these guys are all crazy and this is just delusion? Like, I, I thought for a minute that's where it was going to go.
0: Yeah, I was I was worried for a split second there, going like, oh, no, now I'm going to go back and watch Unbreakable and be like, oh, fuck this. He's nothing. <laughs> like, you know. But, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> but did you, did you guys like the fact that – because I know that this – before this movie even came out, I – wasn't expecting it to be this like full on superhero action movie thing because like that's not what unbreakable was and that's not what um m night does you know i mean even split was more kind of just like this kind of weird horror movie thriller thing and then at the end hey by the way it's unbreakable too all right um but i know that you know like your average movie going audience is going to be like oh cool now we're going to get a movie where they just fight for two hours and stuff like that um but yeah we don't i i didn't need that i don't need another avengers because we have the avengers and we have the mcu and we have all that stuff like
3: i, I agree with it's
0: that a different style you know
3: i agree with that but i kind of feel like the the climax was kind of anticlimactic because i thought there was going to be more maybe that was just me but i was expecting more of a like pounding scene towards the end and it just kind of didn't happen they did Um, a
1: big time bait and switch on us with that with that climax
3: yeah they really did but Mm. i liked it you know
2: it fit it fit the when you look at the structure of all the movies it fit none of them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the action it it has the action but it's not what the movies are about they're about the personalities the characters it's it doesn't need the big set pieces. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with that final fight scene. But the way it played out, it was it was different, which I like. It wasn't just that big superhero fight. So so mm-hmm. there was something different there. And we did get a little bit of them, you know, smashing each other, the fight inside the water mm-hmm. tank, you know, slamming each other into the um
3: van. Well, it's it's kinda of like when you watch a UFC fight and you're expecting it to be a big stand-up pound for pound punch fest and it ends up being a grapple that's kind of how it felt to me that's
1: funny because i was just watching a ufc replay like at this bar we were at for lunch today and it's yeah it's the same thing it's just two guys on the ground like kind of grappling a lot yeah and then every once in a while they'll get up and there'll be some punches and kicks but Mm
3: -hmm. i mean it's more it's a more realistic like how it would probably really go down if that fight really happened i just wanted to see a little more destruction personally Mm -hmm.
0: but it's Plus, you kind of have two guys where their superpowers are just, like, you can't really hurt them. So, yeah. like, it's just kind of like, well, it, like, it's it's sort of, uh, what's the word? Like, you're kind of doomed to to watch a stalemate anyway because it's <laughs> like, which I liked at the start, like, it sort of does kick off straight away with, like, the, the you know, David Dunn turns up and finds the beast and, right, they're going to fight. And you're like, okay, cool, we're going to get into it for a little bit. But then, you know, the beast sort of tries to, like, you know, he wraps his arms around people and just crushes them and stuff. Like, oh, I'll just do that to you. And because it's like, you can't, you're not going to hurt him. He's unbreakable. You can't crush him. Like, there's no, it's not going to happen. So I did like the fact that it wasn't like, oh, look, he can hurt Bruce Willis. It's like, no, they've established that you can't hurt Bruce Willis. So it's kind of like, oh, well, and then, but then, like david dunn isn't this sort of like kung fu super tough guy like fighter either it's just that well if you're fighting a guy that you can't hurt it's it's like homer simpson you know eventually you get tired <laughs> and it it's you over you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so i, I like that it was more just like he can just withstand the beating and then just because he's strong he can just kind of throw throw themselves out the window and, and that was kind of it so I, I did worry at first though when they fell out the window and it was raining, it was like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to even out, but then they sort of get interrupted by um, uh, Sarah Paulson, and her sort of, at the time, you think they're kind of the police and the SWAT team, I guess, but yeah.
2: yeah there's but I, there's I, much more there's going on, on there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, do, do you feel that this was, like, to me, this movie, like, the feel of the movie, the way it was shot, the way it was all, the colour schemes came back, like, this one is much more like an Unbreakable 2 in a sense than, than Split was, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I, I think Split was kind of a backdoor sequel. It wasn't intended to. It, it didn't want you knowing what it was until the very end. Like they, right. they, it, and it was a compelling story even to that point. So when they put that twist, the M. Night twist, at the end that it was <laughs> actually in the Unbreakable universe, it was it really stood out. This movie, you know, coming in that they're all tied together, so you know it's kind of the the trilogy that the bring back Mister Glass. I think going back to that that style worked. Yeah, I don't don't think you could try to tell it as the the psychological thriller that
3: Split was. No, definitely not. The part that kind of confused me is though: how did they know that light was going to work on um, what's his
2: name McAvoy? I'm guessing it has to do with, you know, they're talking about we've been doing this for a thousand years or something like that, you know, stopping superheroes and trying to keep that. So they probably have encountered it
3: before. So that worked on Superman. So let's try it on him. Like, I don't know. I just didn't feel it felt kind of weird. The the other thing is, is they may have
2: known from debriefing. um, I'm trying to remember what her name is. The girl from Split. They may have known that he talks about coming into the light. So they may have gone with something like that. Like if you flash a light, somebody different will take.
0: Will oh, stage. that's good. I never picked that up, actually. That, that yeah. would be I a, a,
2: a, yeah. I don't know if in psychology, psychology in general that there's something where light can trigger personality changes in people with split personalities. I don't know if that's just a. An actual thing, like you know, I've heard of different light therapies for things. I don't know if that's something for, I don't know, a personality I've, disorder. I've never heard
3: of that before. I've
2: never heard of it either, but I also don't look it
3: for stuff like that. Well, then it's a very good point, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> don't you go fuck yourself.
2: We
1: invited you on this podcast. Don't be mean to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still okay. sitting here trying to figure out what would be the best joke about a backdoor sequel. <laughs> a split so like you, 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 you propose a backdoor sequel and she says no, that was a one-time thing. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: I feel like Tim is speaking from experience. I feel there. like they really pushed
3: too hard to make it a backdoor sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real struggle. Yeah definitely. You could tell they were really biting the pillow on that one. Yeah. <laughs> they
2: really jammed it in there. <laughs> Oh,
4: I apologize Tim, for Tim that. Tim, he started and, yeah, this. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have. I, I,
1: I, 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 nothing but regret now. Tim's, Tim's that, That's the third yeah. in that trilogy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just loved how the, all the color schemes came back again. Like, right from the start, Bruce Willis is sort of surrounded by green, like his little security system uh, business, all the signage and stuff inside the shop is green and, and things like that, and then he goes home, and the wallpaper is or the paint on the wall is green again, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, I didn't even uh, catch
2: that. I that did. Did really you good. guys catch that it was M Night shopping in the? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. In the store, it was. He
0: had. Then he even moment. calls back to the fact that he was in Unbreakable as well. Yeah. Did you? That was the one bit where I was like, okay, we get it. You know, like, yeah, all right, all right, Stephen oh, used King, hang out you could stop that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just a quick tangent on that. So, you bring up Stephen King. Yeah. I don't know if you got this before your movie, but like before ours, all the trailers were like scary movies, like freaky movie things. Like, mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery was one. Uh, the new one from um, Peel is one. Mm-hmm. Uh,. There was just, it was all like... This Is Us, it was called or something. Yeah, or us. I think it's us. Just, uh, yeah us. yeah
1: This right. Is Us is on NBC. That's true, and it, but it is a scary show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Makes you cry <laughs> for a totally different reason, is my understanding. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched it.
0: yeah <laughs> um, yeah also so. has superheroes, in it? It definitely <laughs> does. Oh, yeah. you know, Peter Petrelli. That's right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. I guess I had a lot yeah. of shooters
1: in the uh, glass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they
2: save the world though? Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go Yeah,
2: but but I, I thought that was just for this movie to have all the like horror movies and
3: stuff was an interesting set of trailers. Well, I think it was all the people coming to see the sequel of Split. That's what caused that because yeah. Split was kind of that horror kind of kind of yeah. feel to it. But yeah,
0: we we had Hellboy, but that was about it as far as.
3: I don't think we had. We didn't. We didn't yeah, get. We didn't. There's a new Hellboy the trailer. And yeah. Sort yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah, there was another one. I can't remember what it was though. But it wasn't. I was waiting to see like Spider-Man or something like that. But
1: yeah, we got um, all. We, oh, we did get Captain Marvel, but it was it was all all horror oh, movies. That's it. Captain yeah. Marvel and also the Page movie. Oh yeah, uh, that's wrestling be, fighting with my yeah, family.
3: That yeah. seemed very out of place. Yeah, <laughs> compared yeah. to all the other ones. That
0: probably won't even come out here. So they, yeah, they won't bother with that. If
3: only we could stop it from coming out here.
0: Yeah, but we yeah we got Captain Marvel and we got Hellboy and there was something else but I can't remember. But it wasn't like a horror movie thing. It was yeah. just
3: oh, there was the um, one with the the android woman, the battle. Oh, angel. oh, Alina
0: yeah, yeah so that's angel. that's a that's a comic book movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: that kind of yeah. But yeah, I was just surprised at how many of the you know spooky, scary movie, yeah, psychological things that that were there. That was just a total tangent
0: oh no that's good though because yeah they do it is funny to see how they market stuff for different movies like i guess they were it's almost as if they were trying to tell you like this isn't going to be a superhero movie it's not the avengers and stuff whereas like you said here like we got captain marvel and hellboy and that but you know in in a way maybe it was like no it's more of a thriller and stuff like um well not like split because split did have more of that sort of horror movie in a sense but yeah i guess it's uh, kind of a a mix of the two in a sense yeah
3: it definitely did not have the gore of horror movie there was not a lot of gore in this movie at all
0: no no it was was pretty only really at the end where it gets uh elijah gets sort of broken up a bit that's kind of the only that and the two uh, guards the the, um the the nurses orderlies Yeah. yeah yeah but even then it was quite um, he started from
3: the back. Strict. You don't even see him get his throat slay. from the
0: back. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And was the other it? guy just sort of had a big hug, and then it was like crunchy noises, you know, like, okay, he's getting squished. Oh well, right. wait,
3: was it was it PG?
0: No. I didn't catch. What it's, was
3: what was it rated? PG-13. Yeah. PG-13. So yeah. that, that explains that.
0: Yeah. I didn't hear anyone, like, say fuck either. Like, I, I don't think no. there was. I don't think there was even, like, Tim, you, you love it when there's just one. But like, <laughs> right <laughs> i don't even remember them being even one like you know, yeah let's go. samuel jackson wasn't allowed to talk for like half the movie
3: yeah i wanted a little more mr glass in that mm. yeah we're
1: I waiting
0: thought. for him to be like i'm fucking mr glass motherfucker, I, or yeah. <laughs> when, when he cut, when he cuts his throat he just goes, motherfucker. Oh, and just <laughs> like that would that would have yeah, been like, a good one yeah because there he was like oh i took him a, a, a bitch-ass time to find the right piece or something. There was some yeah. sort of like, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he said some sort of like, he kind of swore a bit there. But I like that on. line. I like I, I liked
1: that whole sequence, though, because it, it just was, uh, I mean, we knew something was going to happen eventually, but, but when he finally starts talking, when he finally
0: is himself, it was, it was good to see him, and the, the, the bitch-ass line really kind of warmed <laughs> it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. How, how did you like him in this one as far as, like, it is called Glass. But I guess the movies, I mean, it's glass in the sense, I guess, because he had no other name for it, really, I guess. It was like, well, you know, Unbreakable got a movie, Split got a movie. Oh, we'll just call it glass. Well, Again, uh, you, I mean, you can go into the sort of more philosophical meanings of glass and stuff like that, I guess, when you, by the end of the movie, like do they smash through the glass of secrets and reality and things like that? But like, their
3: lives were all
0: shattered. Exactly, yeah.
2: At the end, it came back to he was still the one who put all this into place. Because when you go back to what happened with uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb's dad, it still mm-hmm. comes back to Glass. It's the the pitting the two against each other. That's Mister Glass.
0: The, totally called it on the Split Unbreakable podcast as well, Jared. I don't know if you remember that, but
2: what I was didn't. that?
0: When I said on the show with you and Brian, uh, when they we said, "Oh yeah, well, I'm guessing that Kevin's dad died on the train that Bruce Willis was on." And remember, you and Brian were like, "Oh fuck you, Greg! You ruined it now." Like you. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: One little thing I noticed as well, I'll just bring up: it does seem that the catalyst for both uh, David and Kevin embracing like their powers is a train, um, which may have been a little clue for people that didn't realise uh going like by the end that it was connected yeah. to unbreakable because obviously david survives the train disaster which sets off his chain of events and kevin goes to the train station and turns into the beast in the train carriage so that's um
4: i, I
2: still don't quite understand what that was all about other than i guess now that you say it, the reference back but I, I don't think the train played a specific role i just no i just
0: think it's weird. a little I think that's one of those things if you go back and watch it again where you'd sort of be like oh okay and he does leave flowers there at the train too so I wonder whether it's supposed to be like his abusive mother or whoever it is died on the same train that Bruce Willis was on maybe I don't know something um, like that. Oh you are probably on to something oh, I, would, Jesus. I would not that's be surprised at all so you're, you're I, in yeah. fact, you're almost certainly right with yeah. that, I, yeah. I'm not sure If you're listening, go ahead and take it if you hadn't thought of it already. Because yeah. if you hear it, you're gonna do it.
2: Yeah. So, sorry, everybody, for spoiling glass. <laughs> the tie to glass for uh, yeah. David Dunn. I just wonder if yeah. that's
0: yeah, because the the flowers and leaving them there it was like oh, oh god. Yeah. god
2: yeah, yeah. You, you son of a bitch you just spoiled <laughs> <out> it. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, luckily I didn't hear that podcast, and it was not ruined for me. I definitely did not know that was going to happen. I liked that twist. Was was
1: that the big reveal? Like there were a couple of big reveals. Definitely, yeah. That was sort of one. that was a pretty that was a pretty big one. But but that was one that I also kind of saw coming as soon as because several different people had to Google Kevin Wendell Crumb's father.
0: Mm, yeah, super fast typers as well. They must be their superpowers. Oh yeah. without any mistakes or like double ups or anything. Just like, (laughs) bam. That's the next movie typing. (laughs) But did you, I I wonder with, with, with uh, Samuel L. Jackson in this one, I just wondered like, did anyone feel that they kind of really ramped up his intelligence in this one? Because like in unbreakable, I never got the sense that he had like this superhuman level of intelligence. I just thought, Okay, he's like a smart guy, and he's like obsessed with comic books and things like that. But he just seemed to be the opposite of of Bruce Willis on the sort of breakable spectrum. But, but then I feel like he's sort yeah. of active again, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, he's like a super mega genius as well. Which
3: yeah, I just um, I feel like they they didn't ex- explore his character into that area in Unbreakable. Yeah. So like it, it was kind of a surprise he was as smart as he was. But it's not like there was something that. Led you to not believe that was going to be the case.
2: Yeah, you also saw he had put a lot of stuff into place to, you know, for these train accidents and mm-hmm. all the stuff. You saw the schematics and stuff that he had. So there, there wasn't a whole thing where he was. You kind of knew he was fairly intelligent and they, they kind of addressed that in Unbreakable. But yeah, they, mm-hmm. they definitely seemed to ratchet it up with him being able to, you know, hide the hide the pills and the uh, work manipulating the cameras and the sending stuff to the server and all that. Well, they never did
3: explain how he kept getting out of his room. Yeah, I don't know that they did. Mm. They didn't. He you just know, was able know. to get out. I don't know.
0: I do. I Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think like it was out of place or sort of tacked on or anything like that where it's like, oh, yeah, he's like superhuman level smart because – but I just thought like the first like Unbreakable seems to be kind of like, yeah, like Bruce Willis, David Dunn, he's kind of this like you can't hurt him, he's strong. You know, he's got the he can touch people and, and tell what they've done and stuff like that. And then he's the kind of he's the kind of real life human being that they uh, that they made myths out of, and that's what became comic books and superheroes and stuff like that. And then yeah, on the other end of the spectrum is is um, Mr. Glass, but this movie was like, oh yeah, well he's like, a su- he has a superpower as well, it's like he's mega super smart, you know, it's like, oh, alright but it, it, it fits in everything, and like you said, Jared, like it, we, we always knew he was intelligent because he'd set up the train um, disaster and he burnt down the hotel and there was there was another one as well, I can't remember what was it was. Uh,
2: I'm trying to remember if they made something, of, he made some sort of comment in Unbreakable about being like an evil genius or
3: of the uh, you know, the mastermind. Well, I feel if like when a... they were talking about his childhood. Yeah, his it was mom. definitely like the insinuation that he was incredibly smart. Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But
3: you know, it's been a while since I've seen Unbreakable actually.
1: Yeah, I mean mm. they really I, yeah, I remember that movie just kind of setting him up as being like like a really smart guy, but not like not like extraordinary and that dangerous, not to the point where you have to keep him sedated twenty four seven just to keep him locked up.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I liked him. I liked him in this one though. Like I know you said it sort of took a while for him to to sort of you know wake up and come out in a sense. But I sort of liked the slow burn of it because it was like in between the scenes of the beast and stuff like that. It was like um, you you know you are waiting for him to have his his chief moment from from one flew over the cuckoo's nest where he does this sort of start <laughs> talking and everyone's like oh my god like he's awake. But I, I kind of liked the slow burn because you knew it was coming. And it's just like, oh, is this the scene where he wakes up? No. Like, the, the first guy is going to drop the torch on him. Well, sorry, the flashlight. He's yeah. going to drop the flashlight on him. And you're like, oh, this will be, oh, I thought he was going to catch it, you know, something like that. But of course, like, that's not what happened. But the, the, there's a few scenes like that where you're like, oh, okay, this is the one where he's going to snap out of it. And then,
4: like, yeah. No. And then all of a
0: sudden, I was actually then surprised when he did just slice the guy's throat. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, okay. Like, so they got me there, which was good. Yeah.
3: That scene with the flashlight was when you knew that orderly was going to die later. Like it was pretty much guaranteed when that happened. <laughs> well, oh, he's he gonna is die. getting,
0: he is getting crushed in the, <laughs> in the, um, the trailer as well. That dude. So.
3: Oh, see, I, I avoid all that stuff. I don't, I don't see any trailers beforehand. I'm off the grid.
0: When, when, when the beast wraps his arms around him and just sort of goes crunch, like the, that final twist, like that's actually in the trailer. So I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that dude's dead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I couldn't watch trailers and stuff because then he'd yeah, just go into movies and go, what's this about? Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. That's <laughs> no, true. Makes it a little more exciting.
0: Definitely. Uh, how'd you feel about Bruce Willis in this one? Like he does just slip very easily into his David Dunn character, but I think that's a more a bit of a Bruce Willis thing being like, all right, I don't have to say much. Cool.
3: Yeah, that's because that character is Bruce Willis. Every every character Bruce Willis ever plays is actually just Bruce Willis with a new name.
0: No, Bruce Willis,
1: Bruce Willis in real life is just Hudson Hawk. Yeah, he, he's just always he's always got a song.
3: He's always got his harmonica yeah, with him and right. stuff.
1: Was he was he the one
3: who bounced the ball? No, that was the other guy. That was the bad guy. Hudson Hawk. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely liked. I do like that character because I like the way that he's like really quiet, and modest, and and just tries to always be in the shadow. And I think he he was very consistent with the character from the last movie. Yeah. Mm.
0: I don't like that they were calling him like the overseer though. I'm like, no, his name's Unbreakable. Just call him like, they <laughs> yeah. should have been like the Unbreakable Man or something like that. You know, what Was like, the
3: other one Twinkle Toes, they called him or something?
0: The Tiptoe Man. Tiptoe yeah, Man. Like, <laughs> I like that though, where he's like, I don't want to hear about the Tiptoe Man again. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but, yeah, yeah, they, they no. went to they
1: went to overseer and then like halfway through the movie, kind of pivoted back to Green Guardian. But mm-hmm. like un- Unbreakable, like at in its day, was an unconventional name for a superhero. But now we've got comics like Robert Kirkman's Invincible, where like mm-hmm. your your name can just be an adjective; it's but fine.
2: You don't have to name him after a superpower. Like that's it, it no, doesn't have good. to be. And most people don't know that; they just know him as the guy coming around and, and beating people up and. Like making things right, they don't know he's unbreakable. Like I don't think that seems to be a thing that's known. So why would they oh, call no. him unbreakable?
0: Oh no. it's just a that's just a nitpick. Like, and they're giving the, just...
1: they the media too much credit too. They would have come up with something like the poncho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I think I think that's like the fact that they hinted that there was all several different names for him was kind of better than if they just called him like super unbreakable man.
0: Well, I like that he doesn't he doesn't take on a name and stuff because he doesn't care as well. It's just like mm, whatever. Right. Like he's not he's not like I'm. Look at me, I'm this. Like it's it's just no. He just he turns the lights out and then beats the shit out of people and then yeah.
4: yeah.
0: I, I did have to laugh at those the, the people the, the two like goons that he takes out of <laughs> <are> fucking <laughs> filming themselves doing Superman punches to people. I was like, oh fuck.
4: I was like, fucking <laughs> Roman <wrong laughs> Yeah. Oh, those guys are, like, What the fuck.
1: It was so into the Superman punch.
3: (laughs) Go Superman punch him. Which, like, has,
2: like, no advantage in, like, fighting. Like, it's just a... It closes the distance. Looks
1: looks cool on camera. It's a... As as the movie Venom showed us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the Superman punch is only a thing because when Superman does it, he's actually, like, floating or flying. It's not, like, a big jump punch. It's like, he's... Well, he's just... In the air so of course Or
3: yeah. quick. Yeah, a different name it's not called that i can't remember what it's called mm. but it's not called the superman punch <laughs> well that's just silly it should be called yeah. the superman punch well it is now i say we better
0: so just be vince mcmahon being like god damn it he looks like superman <laughs> call it a little superman punch you know that sort of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just say it say it michael and michael cole going all right <laughs> superman punch uh. <laughs>
2: Superman Punch, Superman
0: Punch, Superman Punch. He still can't get oh the be in Superman punch, Yeah. Well,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> I did like that he's just sort of like in this universe, like your superheroes are kind of subdued. So he's not the big like cape wearing, look at me, superhero guy. So his sort of villains are just low level nothings as well. Like just, just street thugs and, you know, breaking into people and stuff like that. It sort of reminded me a bit of like green arrow in the comics where he's not dealing with the same sort of Epic shit as Superman and stuff like that. He's just taking down like muggers and, you know, shitty landlords and things like that. (laughs) Right. It is kind of,
3: it's kind of disappointing that he's been around for that whole 18 year period. And he's still just kind of um, beating up guys that punch random people. He's not kind of like escalated to take on bigger crime.
0: They probably, yeah, I mean, they, they probably could have had a better sort of um, warm-up bad guy, I guess, than just two sort of YouTube wannabes. But, like, maybe he could have busted in and broken up, like, beating the shit out of gun runners or drug runners or something like that, you know, or just, you know, like, stopped a, um, I don't know, a, not a bank heist, but, you know, like, something just a bit more, something that's still kind of generic... And right. simple, but not yeah. I guess like all oh, these, two, like because do you like those two guys? Do you need superpowers to beat them up? Like no, it's true. Know, yeah, like no, those, like regular
1: Bruce Willis could take those guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah.
3: there's there's room there for a prequel, like so a prequel to Glass where it's Unbreakable, where his son's kind of like the microchip to Punisher, where he's kind of finding stuff for them to do. I think there's room for that because he could like they didn't say he only deals with little stuff. That's just what we saw so he, yeah he, they could have a, a cool little prequel there it, that part of it
1: though and and maybe even the final battle at the end like even though they they both fit into the universe that's been like laid out for us they still felt quite a bit like
0: they were constrained by how much money they had to make this film they yeah. had to kind of do it on the cheap
1: mm-hmm.
4: well, but even just... though like
0: the climax of unbreakable seemed to be like a bigger deal than what we see him do in this movie in the start like he, you know, he finds out that the guy has done the home invasion and he's killed the, the, the you know, the husband and the wife and the kids are sort of locked up and, and all this. And then Bruce Willis kind of just, again, doesn't really fight him, just kind of chokes him out and takes a beating. And then, you know, that sort of thing. But it does like, well, he saved two kids from getting killed by this, like, home invader and stuff. Like, that seems more of a like, well, yeah, and like not everyone could just walk in and do that. But yeah. then it's like, oh, now I beat up YouTube guys. you know, like, <laughs> But... <laughs> And and really law
1: enforcement should have been able to track down those guys. Like those guys are putting those videos on YouTube. Like people do get convicted when they film themselves committing crimes and put it on YouTube. Absolutely. I I remember famously there there were a few years back and this, this made the rounds on like the, a lot of the daytime talk shows and stuff like that. These kids were like doing like drive, drive by paintballings of old people. Mm -hmm. And, and they had all these videos that they were putting online. And and of course they got busted. Mm.
4: It's not politically correct to say
3: so, but, it was kind of funny. They, they,
4: oh videos. man,
1: it was. It was. I, I feel terrible, but like because they, they would show the videos in this context of look how horrible this is. Yeah, I didn't and think you, you had to kind of. I mean, like I, I think yeah, I was in college when that was the
0: thing, but they were they were kind of funny. It was, well, it was but bum, it was terrible. Bum fights or whatever it was called. The yeah, bum fight. Oh, like yeah, bum was, was, yeah,
3: bum hunter was in bum fights, but yeah, yeah bum it, fights. It, that yeah. was that was one of those terrible funny things. It was, it was mm. bad. But funny.
0: They paid. They paid the guy. And they can. Was the one guy they got him to tattoo his forehead or something? It was <laughs>
3: Rufus like, <laughs> wasn't his name. Rufus. They went. Or paid something?
0: Him, they didn't get his guitar out of the pawn shop or something like that. Or Something. It was something. <laughs> maybe it was a different guy. But yeah, they either paid him money or they got his guitar out or some something and just completely took advantage of this dude. And this fucking tattoo yeah. on his. <laughs> Big tattoo that said "bum fights" on his forehead. Uh.
3: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I was I was disappointed a little bit at the ending with with Bruce Willis how he died, but that was more of just like I think just a sentimental thing for me. Like I know he just sort of drowned in a puddle, but it 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 does work for the movie and it is consistent with his character since he sort of water like negates his powers. But um, I agree. It's more but... for me. It was just like oh he died. It wasn't like. Fuck this movie. That doesn't make sense.
1: But, it was, it was the like he was. I mean, he was drowned in a fucking pothole on the street yeah, by a by a by faceless just, guy, like yeah. like you know some somebody who's not a character, not important. Yeah,
4: just, yeah. Just but some...
0: after after being like he uh, in the tank, like the, the so fight with the tank and the beast kind of fucked him up and weakened him, and you even have the son go, hey, he's over there. He's really weak. Like uh, <laughs> that was probably the. <laughs> worst line in the movie for me where it's like hey remind everyone that he's weak from the water but (laughs) it's true but like it it is consistent with the character in the movie but then it is kind of just like ah, yeah like you said tim he's got drowned
1: by a dude well like the further the further the shots kind of like pulled out on that pothole it's like that's just it's just a pothole it's like Mm
4: -hmm.
1: it's really sad
3: yeah, it was. It was. I was disappointed by the ending. Like the the way that they made it set up, kind of like, hey, there's going to be a sequel because they're showing these people with the clover tattoos, and then kill off all the characters you care about in that might be in that sequel. It's like I was a little disappointed with that. Yeah, I, d- I definitely felt like Bruce Willis deserved a better death.
0: See, maybe they could have like, I know he's bulletproof. Well, you never see him get shot ever. You just assume that the bullet will bounce off him. But anyway. Um, I would even if, if they'd have done that like how they they took out the beast like if they'd have like okay Bruce Willis is all like soaking wet and so he's weak so then now you can shoot him but like maybe that would have been I don't know to me yeah, but just yeah. a little bit more but then but then it is sort of shocking as well where it's like oh fuck like we just drowned him oh he'll be right you watch he'll 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 snap back to it in a minute no nah, he's, he's just dead
3: It was definitely a twist because I don't think any of us expected all of the characters to get killed by random people at the end. And that was not an anticipated thing I saw.
2: And not to have all of them die either. Like that's, it was just, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like I didn't think that was going to happen. And I also, maybe it was just me, was expecting that once he got shot, that he was just going to change back. Like, I didn't think that was... Uh, What do you mean, like, the Beast?
3: The Beast, yeah. He was going to go back to the Beast. I was a little surprised that that bullet killed him. And I I wonder if it was because she was
2: still touching him. Like, I kept thinking thinking Mm. she had powers.
3: Yeah, you said that a few times during the movie. That's what I I thought was going to
0: happen as well, yeah. Yeah. I thought, oh, she's going to be some sort of, like... um, Like, Casey is going to be revealed. That, like, it's not just... It's not just, like, a connection with Kevin or whatever. It's like, no, she's got some kind of, like... Um, persuasive, like power. If she holds onto your arm or something like that, she's, you know? she's a wish, you guys. She, Which she, she kind of probably is anyway, but like not necessarily superior.
1: She well, <laughs> wrote. She wrote her name in the book, and now uh, she can live deliciously. do <laughs> well, for, never forget.
3: Well, I do have to say though, the very end where it was the three of them together in the subway. I thought that was stupid. I don't like. They didn't have to meet up. None of that had to happen. They didn't need. To, what did they meet and have a conference and decide whether they were going to post it or not? Like I didn't understand any of that. But the,
1: the worst part of all that I think is that this like they, you know, the the, the last kind of big reveal is that Mister Glass had had hacked this system and like you know sent all these like hundreds of hours of video like like um, as as part of this master plan that nobody saw coming uh, because he was two steps ahead of everybody else. But his plan. Hinges on emailing like a hundred hours of video to like a ninety year old woman using a seventeen year old Mac computer. Exactly. It it seems like a very flimsy uh, final point of the plan. Like, how, how how do you trust her to be able to get all that on YouTube? It's true.
3: And then to have them all together and like release it together. It just like, what did they did they exchange numbers at that scene when they're when all of them lost someone close to them? They're like, hey, just in case. You want to meet up I, later? Let's, let's go. I think so. You place.
2: know, a shared experience, you, you know, grieved together. You were there. You saw stuff that nobody's going to believe. Like that. I could, I could see that.
0: Yeah. I, I could see um, what was his name? Joseph. I could see Joseph like suddenly following Casey around as well. I mean, like, hey, 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 want to hang out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, no, I can
3: understand that definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I guess I guess that I guess, was quite good, though. Like, I, I thought Joseph. I, I was glad that it was he was the the kid from the original Unbreakable but I I for some reason thought like oh he's going to be like annoying or something but <laughs> he was I don't know why I thought that but like cuz he's not annoying in Unbreakable as a kid but I just thought I don't know this nah, well cuz he's, he's that be that typical like-
3: kid actor that grows up and he becomes an annoying person I think that's pretty standard so yeah. it was—it was a reasonable assumption. But like, but look at—he he
0: was quite good, I thought. Like they—they they used him quite well. I yeah. liked that he was, like his shitty attempts to, to um, explain away like what happened. <laughs> yeah. When he's, he's sitting there with Sarah Paulson, oh no, that's not what happened. He's not crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was the few
3: bit of com- comedic, like additive in there, and I thought it worked well too. It was good. Mm. Yeah.
0: It was definitely. Uh, what about Jim. McAvoy? I mean, I thought he was pretty awesome in this. Just, just consistent. I thought, split, I thought he was even better in this, just going yeah. back and forth. Consistently
3: between amazing. Them. That guy, I, I like from Split, I thought he was incredible and I think it continued into this one. It was great.
2: Yeah, his, his ability to visually tell you which persona he was in was really, like, you could tell when he switched. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, the facial expressions were unique to each character but consistent. Like, he didn't change them throughout. You could tell who, I me mean, who it was. And he changed the whole body language, everything. Yeah, his stance. And even
3: even some of his characters seemed to have bigger muscles. Like, yeah. he did 10 push-ups before he played them or something. Like, yeah. it was really well yeah. Done. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he changed his mannerisms totally. Like, there was yeah.
2: nothing consistent, which is, that's really impressive. I thought that was really good performance by him. I'm sad
3: that we don't get to see him again in, like, mm. split it's- three. Because I, I, want, I want more Split.
1: It's interesting about McAvoy, too, is that, is that he was like a serious actor. And after like the movie Atonement in 2007, like he could have been cast in anything and just done like what, like the, the type of career where, you know, he could be like Daniel Day-Lewis where he's making 100% Oscar bait. And instead he's like, nah, fuck it. I want to make superhero movies.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it speaks to his his actual personality in real life, too. Yeah. Loved
0: it. Yeah, he does seem pretty easygoing, and on, on on talk shows and things, I've seen him on. He's he's um he, yeah, he sort of is quite funny and charismatic and stuff. Yeah. He's not like, no, I'm an actor. You know, he's not one of those. Sort of... <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's all about the craft. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're Professor X. Like, what but he's, he's he's absolutely
1: got the talent to be that guy. Is what I'm saying. And then, oh, and, for and sure, he, it's amazing that he's not. Yeah, mm.
3: give him some time.
1: It's a
0: shame too that he's not going to get like. <clears throat> like, he's not going to get the recognition for, like, he didn't for Split, really, and for this, as far as, like, Academy Award nominations and things like that, you know what I mean, be- because of the movie that it is. Like, I think if if he had played that Split personality character in some sort of, like you said, Tim, like a, some sort of Daniel Day-Lewis Oscar bait movie, then all of a sudden people would be like, he's a shoe-in for the Oscar and stuff. But because it's yeah. in a Shyamalan superhero movie, it's like, nah.
1: He, he did win a, a couple of... Uh... Central Ohio Film Critics Association gave him Best Actor for Split. But wait, who like did? What? Who did? I'm just looking at McAvoy's awards page. Like, he, he got a, a, a couple of random nods. Um, uh, Fright Meter Awards, Best Actor for Split. Hawaii Film Critics Society. So there was, like, a, a, a solid group of people. Yeah, who but... He did, but he really, like, I mean, he got, he got recognized by uh, especially some professional movie critics. Um, oh, everybody. I think yeah. the
0: general public and the critics and things like that recognized, like how awesome he was, but I just think, like, you're not going to win Best Supporting Actor for Glass, you know, like, just because they'll be like, what? Like, it's, you know, Hugh Jackman is never going to get, like, Patrick Stewart wasn't going to get Best Supporting Actor for being, like, 90-year-old Professor Xavier in Logan, you know what I mean? Like, even though it's a great performance and you could put it up against anything else from that year, but, like, people would, nah. But he, yeah, that, that's all, that's that like all politics. Those awards are just
3: gone. complete politics. They have nothing to do with actual talent in the movies. Like, yeah. if it's, it's not the right movie, it's not going to get nominated. It's I don't listen to any of that stuff.
0: No, that's right. He but yeah, the, he, was, he was amazing.
3: He won awesome. the Mike DiPasquale Award for Best
0: Actor that year, for sure. <laughs> well, that's what matters. He won a Mike D. Woo! (laughs) He won Mike's D. That's really what he got. Yeah. It's called the
3: Glazed Canadian Bacon award. actually. That's right. (laughs) And uh, for this
1: movie, there could be a backdoor sequel.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) liked him. How'd you guys like um, Sarah Paulson in this? Like, from the the few things I've seen her in, I, I think she's pretty good. Um, she's like to me she's like Drew Barrymore if Drew Barrymore was actually any good (laughs) Uh, go back and watch 50 First
1: Dates and say that again I've seen it go go back and watch Wayne's World 2
3: I I thought she did a pretty I thought she did a good job she's a believable character Mm -hmm. Uh, at some points I was like she's not a believable character like why is she reacting to this then you find out later it's because she already knew yeah because I was like, she had no reaction when they started actually using powers. And I was like waiting for that to be like, ha, you idiot. Look, why didn't why did you know? I want to see you regretful. But no, she's like, yeah, I knew the whole time.
2: I still would have liked more detail on what that whole machine was going to do. Like, they made it seem like it was going to do something. And he yeah. was lobotomy. Yeah, laser
1: lobotomy, I think. So, so or, or, you know, more or less. It's a, a laser that's going to... She, she had identified... The part of the brain the that actually lobe, yeah. something on the frontal lobe that is what where, where these superpowers come from, and she's able to zap it or laser it so out. Or, how her. did
3: she not notice that he didn't have a hole from a laser in the front of his head? Well,
2: I don't think I think it's like a penetrating laser, it's not yeah. like drill you in the head, it's kind of like ultrasound, it you know, it kind of bounces back, it's it. somehow it's able not, to, yeah. Or, it, it's yeah, you set it for
1: death Isn't, where Whatever it does yeah. goes or, or, yeah, maybe it's not It's not even necessarily a laser because,
4: yeah, it looked It looked almost, well, it looked almost. a
1: lot like the x-ray machine at the dentist's office. Yeah, and the, right la- the laser or, aims yeah. where it's going. So maybe like the laser was do. just to, to aim it and then it actually uh, uses some kind of uh, Radio electromagnetic frequency.
0: radiation to, to... It's like if you get a kidney stone smashed type of thing. But they yeah. just sort of uh, Just sound waves and shit. Yeah,
3: ultrasonic yeah. or... Yeah. Uh, I wanted a hole in his head, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was oh, just... You could the- just
0: it's Mr. Glass, you could have just tapped him on the <laughs> right, because, That's true. Hey, you're way wait- oh sorry, it's Captain Scullin. Yeah. <laughs> I like these reaction the interactions with um with when when the Samuel L. Jackson was was sitting there and the beast, yeah, and like the headwig and all those, you know, or just back and forth. So that was yeah, a cool I little
3: I did like that interaction. I like the way that um Samuel L. Jackson kind of like built up some kind of, not a friendship, but a respect with him, knowing that he is this crazy beast that likes to kill things.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm. And the beast was consistent again, where it's like, oh, like the beast won't hurt him because he suffered. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was cool as well. So yeah, because he's broken all his bones a hundred times and things like that. So it was, a um, that was a nice callback, I thought, to Split where, <clears throat> like spoilers, Tim, um, he won't, the beast, won't, the beast won't kill Casey, and, and he won't, and he lets her go because she's damaged. Um, I'll let you watch it to figure out what yeah. it is, but yeah, um, yeah, she's she's not um superficial. Well, what he says, she's not this superficial like, um, what's the word? Uh, privileged person, you know, like she's she's suffered, so the beast leaves her alone, and then that's that was cool that they did the same thing with with uh, Mr. Glass because, yeah, it's like, well, he he's suffered physically and then through the through all that he suffered emotionally and lost his mind and become the yeah. supervillain. And, so.
2: and then what's crazy about that whole thing was the, you know, and they didn't go too deep into it, but the Stockholm Syndrome thing with Casey, like that mm. she's suffering from the, the, her attachment to
3: Kevin. Yeah, like, I really wondered if there was more to that. Yeah, and that was what really happened. like, and they didn't really speak about how much time had passed between when split happened and when.
0: It's about Bruce... three weeks. They did say at the start. Oh, yeah. it was that close. Yeah, okay. they said it was. Uh, someone says, I think it's Bruce Willis's son or something like that. It says like, I remember where they found those people like three weeks ago or something like that. So it's only meant to have been about three weeks. Which uh, I thought was surprising. I thought it would have been like a, it would have been about a year or two years or something like that. But yeah.
3: all right i missed that
0: yeah oh it was it was really like quick yeah
2: it was a real brief mention but yeah it Mm -hmm. was it was not a long time
3: yeah i thought the script was really well laid out and it it really took previous movies into account like i didn't find myself say hey what about this what about that or how did they do that other than how the heck mr glass kept getting out of his room that was the only thing i caught that was like
4: they didn't
3: really explain what happened
0: there. That yeah. was it. Like nothing else. I love him. that shot of him in the wheelchair where he's like spinning in the circle, making sure that they see him and he's just like,
4: <laughs> la, 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 like spinning around. Like, oh, right. <laughs> so, even the, Bruce Willis, best... wait
0: for him to do it too, where he finally breaks down the door and then he does sort of look up and realize he's on camera. i was sort of waiting for him to like, I don't know, lift his arms or something and be like fucking see like, you know, just something. But then, yeah. <laughs> Bruce he, Willis and the really, is very he,
4: subtle.
2: He was very worried about getting the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, if that was if John McClane was unbreakable, he would have just fucking tackled Hans off the building. We would have gotten. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: we would have gotten a couple more motherfuckers in this movie at least. Yeah, at least a yippee Kaye. Yeah, at least. But, but there, there, that whole thing with the tower was really good. like. So it lo- that looked like Nakatomi Plaza. And then, of course, you've got the, it's a marvel. Like, it's a yeah. marvelous thing. And then they, later they say uh, something about DC reacts to this. Like, it, yeah. they, they threw shots at all that stuff. It was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that sort of – I know some people, because I've read some reviews and stuff, on that, and I know people. Have, some people are sort of complaining about the, the anticlimactic sort of fight because it does – tease you that they're going to go to that building and it's going to be this big epic thing. But then I do like that at the end though, you are kind of like, they do kind of spell it out in a sense and say like, no, they wanted you to look at like, you know, Elijah wanted you to look at this other thing, but the real story and the real plan was here. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. So it's kind of, it didn't come off as well as it should have, but I I did sort of like the misdirect. Um, But I, I understand if people were sort of, uh, disappointed with the actual, like the car park fight or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. but like that part. But like to me, I didn't mind it. But I could understand people being disappointed by that, like by that. But again, I think if they were expecting some sort of big Avengers like battle at the tower and stuff, so that's kind of not. I'm kind of glad we didn't get that because that's the kind of thing that I think Shyamalan would have fucked up.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think we all walked out and we kind of had the same reaction of like immediately like underwhelmed with the finale but like after i thought about it and like kind of today getting my thoughts together for the podcast and all that like i actually like it like Mm, the immediate immediate reaction wasn't was i think what you're talking about which is we didn't get that big fight it didn't have that big climactic feel of our superhero moves but in the end i like it it's it's it, it they, fits better with the trilogy. It's just there's whole underground society's purpose to keep superheroes down, to prevent that sort of thing from coming out and from people being aware. And it just, it was just them in, in a mental institution parking lot going at it. Everybody we cared about as far as the superheroes died. And this whole thing just keeps going it's just a it's a circle that goes out throughout time and cities and and
3: so the question is does is there going to be another movie with that because they i feel like that they built up like that that whatever the clover whatever the hell that is called like is there going to be more to it is there going to be another sequel
1: well yeah and 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 what sam jackson says this is uh mr glass as you know some of his last words this is an origin story and it's like it's like no, this is a this is a crossover. Nobody's nobody's mentioned that yet. This is a this is a crossover.
2: But they're saying it's an origin story, and it makes me think that this does lead to more. But it's whose origin it's- story was it? And I and I still part of me still believes that this was Casey's origin story. That
3: there there is still more to come with that well, character. The origin might just have been that the general public learning about C.E.O.S. Yeah, exists.
0: That's what I thought it was because yeah, it's, yeah. when they're sitting in the um, the subway yeah. to get and together. Goes off. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Mr. Glass's mother. She does say she goes. It's the beginning of a universe. And you're like, okay. Like, I think that's a bit of a throwaway line, and and another sort of swipe at Marvel and DC kind of thing for doing all the interconnected stuff. But I think, yeah, I think it's like the origin story of sort of the 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 world learning like that these people are real type of thing, and and sort of the. I mean, like, they, they've kind of defeated that society, the secret society, in a sense, because it's like, well, we all know that now that there's, there's people. So they're going to have a harder time sort of snuffing them out.
3: I mean, they could do a sequel that's kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. style, where it's that, that group trying to stop villains and stuff. I mean, they mm-hmm. could they could be trying to open their own new universe. So it's DC, Marvel, like image comics trying to throw themselves in there kind of thing.
1: You guys are giving no respect to my fan theory that uh, Casey is just Thomas Ian from The Witch. That, that, <laughs> that these movies are all interconnected.
0: Well, it's possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> no one expected uh, Bruce Willis to turn up at the end of Split. So.
3: No, I really didn't. That, that, I was watching, I went to see that with my wife and I started jumping up and down the theater and like freaking out when that happened. And my wife had no idea what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. We almost didn't get married when that
2: happened.
3: Mm. <laughs> that and the fact that she still hasn't seen Goonies. Oh
0: no! Oh, I
3: know. My wife me.
0: hasn't seen Goonies either. What the fuck? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, are-
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Strangers on a Train? Yes. Maybe we uh, we need to get together. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do something. That's a long. That
2: definitely that connection would be tenuous <laughs> What's <laughs> in Australia, one's in a Canadian living in Arizona. Yeah. What do we? What? This
3: must yep. be legitimate death. Perfect. That's
0: it. Star crossed. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> Take that. <laughs> so, in, in general, if we're kind of sort of closing the book on on Unbreakable and Split and Glass, um, what in general did you like it? Like, did what do you think in like? a I worthy mean, sort of sequel I, or what do you want to call it
3: i'm gonna i'm kind of jared's sentiment there uh, that he said a minute ago kind of hits me it's like when i first left it was disappointment and it was because i was led to believe that the climax wasn't the climax but like looking back everything leading up to the ending was was great phenomenal i thoroughly enjoyed every second of it I still don't know how I feel about the ending. I like how to see it again.
4: Like just
1: just as we're discussing it, it's occurring to me that had that big climax happened, the way that Mr. Glass had laid it out and like told everybody it was gonna go down, mm-hmm. then his master plan would have been for nothing, right? Like all the um all the all the scheming, all the video cameras and stuff like that, like none of it would have mattered if they had just been on the news.
3: But why why would his master plan well, end with him dying? Like, come on, that's not a really a master plan, that's like a it's like, it's I think plan. that was that was
1: more like a calculated risk. Like mm-hmm. you know, he he knew probably that that somebody was going to be able to you know drop that truth bomb. He he even said like this is too soon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: it,
0: yeah. Don't but, tell him yet or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and it seemed like there were a couple people that had that bit of knowledge. Like it was when well, Joseph had it. Well no, you saw it was, it was just
3: him. it was just him and Joseph. He knew and, it and Joseph knew it. And class, you saw it. he when he figured that out, he didn't know that ahead of time. He figured that out when he was reading that magazine. Yeah. And he like when he threw the magazine up and like put his hands over his head, he realized that was when he realized that he killed, he made the beast.
2: Right. But but so but he had that it seemed like Joseph had figured it out at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he there was a whole that. scene. Yeah, where he yeah, figured out. Yeah. Did you go to the bathroom or yeah, something? sorry. And then, <laughs> but, but um, Sarah Paulson's character knew, seemed to know it as well. Oh, I didn't
0: know. Yeah, she
1: did her homework. Uh,
2: yeah, she, she had, a, you know, she seemed to mention the death of his father, and it seemed to tie in. Like she knew the connection between all of them, which would make sense given what that organization is. Yeah. So it just seemed like that, you know that was a bigger thing that you were wondering who was going to reveal because we didn't know until like well tim knew or who greg you knew it was two years yeah. ago yeah it was you yeah yeah I didn't know. That. but it, it's one of those things that they didn't tell the
1: audience until
0: well i had a good moment. guess it wasn't yeah yeah do
1: you guys ever feel like you're the only person in the restaurant who's not a part of a secret society and that they're all just waiting for you to leave yep
3: <laughs> you can test yeah. that theory sometimes too. yeah you leave and come running back in. Yeah, just
1: yeah, just just to check. Like oh, oh, just start your secret meeting. <laughs> does the room get eerily quiet?
2: <laughs> I forgot my jacket.
1: Do uh-huh. rooms get,
2: Tim, do rooms get stunningly silent when you walk in? Always. Okay, yeah. well, maybe you are. You just don't realize <laughs> yeah. your power. Nice. Which is weird. that? That makes <laughs> me wonder. Does she have a power? Because the way she walks uh-huh. in the room it just gets silent. Uh-huh.
1: It's you know, Greg. It's interesting actually that you mentioned One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because Sarah Paulson mm. is going to be in the Netflix series Ratchet uh, and playing Nurse Ratchet for. A whole oh really? Episodes. I didn't even know that
0: was a thing.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know either. I was just.
0: I, I just happened to have IMDb open here. She will be good at wow. that, actually. Yeah, she would. Could, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So is it like a, a Nurse Ratchet prequel? Uh,
1: yeah, I guess where she's where she's younger. The, the yeah. short synopsis just says a young nurse at How a mental institution. she became institution. a fucking... Cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It becomes <laughs> yeah, jaded, that, that bitter, and a downright right. monster to her patients.
0: Yeah. <laughs> which is which is a nice way of saying that. I'm allowed to say that. I'm Australian. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and and it was number 11 in the 40 for 40, so there you go. Yeah. I've got a cuckoo's nest cred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I I was just super happy with Glass in the sense that it didn't ruin Unbreakable for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just was like, oh, good. It doesn't fuck it all up. Like, I don't have to pretend this movie doesn't exist like I do with like Terminator 3 and Terminator <sighs> 4 and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Just it's crap. the Terminator and then Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And and that's, that's it. it. <laughs> no, 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 You know, like, I don't want to hear any rest of it. Like No, no and,
1: Sarah uh, Connor Chronicles for you there, Greg? <sighs> no. Nah
0: that um but yeah I, I yeah i just was so relieved in a sense like more than any other movie i think in in recent history i was like oh i just hope they don't fuck it up and to me he didn't so i'm i'm happy with it and i and i like the movie i liked that it was more of a just Tell me why you think you're a superhero. <laughs> you know, like, well, because I'm fucking strong. Are you though? Really? Yeah. Like, you know, like well, I, I sort of
1: liked that. that. And, it, and it was a cool feeling. It's like, are they are they going to just are they going to erase everything that we learned about these characters in the previous movie? Are they are they going to throw it all away and tell us, hey, these guys really were crazy? Because it it felt like they were going that way for yeah, a long time. It, it
3: really had me hooked that maybe that was what it was going to be. But I don't understand why Bruce Willis um, didn't just go bend something. To see if you why well, you
2: just snap his chains because say, well, they, yeah, had, the, they had the, the, the water drained of, on him, right? Like,
1: it be if, if he had tried to do it, they would have sprayed him down before he got it done. Like, but well, no, like no this, I
3: mean, when they were in that room, like, he kind of just ripped the chains apart, just be like, Look, I really am super strong. But instead, he's like, Oh, maybe, I'm yeah, but yeah. I think they played on his Yeah, I think, on I think
2: his, his, his doubt
1: year, was, like, was like at its highest during that point.
0: Well, he took a lot of convincing in Unbreakable as well, you know, like, so I think it's. I think he's kind of that character that's like, well, I guess, but like, because... So the he, almost,
3: whole... he almost wanted to not be yeah. a superhero.
0: Yeah, know? well, like, because Unbreakable, the whole movie is like, hey, you're like a superhero. No, I'm not. And then, then at the very end, oh, I, yeah, I guess I am, kind of.
2: Now, he I, didn't tell anyone. hero...
0: Yeah, so then in this, it's kind of it sort of plays back on his mindset from that first movie where he's like, no, no, I just it's I'm, other people are strong too. It's not just me, you know. Like, that's kind of shit. So um, that's true.
1: you get that Spider-Man two thing of like your powers don't always work if you don't believe in yourself.
4: I guess yeah, that's true.
0: But I, I, I did like that they like he was almost convinced that yeah, maybe I was right all along. I'm not. I'm not a superhero and. I, I really liked that they had the uh, Patricia uh personality like doubt the beast as well. I thought that was really well written because it's like yeah, she's she's the one who was sort of like no, everything is is how it should be and and in charge and then she was the character that was like, oh maybe like maybe they're right. Maybe he's, he's not like a superhuman. Maybe it is just um like cliff climbing and 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 an old, an old shotgun and things like that. So, like, I, I thought of all the, the personas, I thought uh, McAvoy probably did the best with the Patricia one. I think.
2: Yeah. And again, yeah. like
0: you said, Jared, with the the, you, like when he was pushing um, Samuel L. Jackson down the the corridor in the. Uh, the, the, like the fake nurse outfit and pushing yeah. the wheelchair and that like you knew it was Patricia. You did just from the it, way it, it, walking and carrying himself and stuff. Also, yeah.
1: shout out to villains wearing fake nurse outfits. By the way, when Heath Ledger wears it in The Dark Knight, that's like my favorite uh, scene. Yeah. As he's like fiddling yeah. with his remote and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: hi. Yeah. Yeah. He,
2: he really did do such a good job with that, it, it, and you know, it was really it comes back to the mannerisms with Patricia because he he gives that feminine vibe. But there's nothing, there's no makeup change, there's no hair. It's just how he wears the clothes and positions the body. And and that really is, you know, he played a lot of different characters in this and didn't do any sort of real transformation to do it other than just his acting ability. Like, there's a lot of people who play, you know, two roles, two, three roles in a movie. But there's, you know, costume change, makeup, all
3: that. This was just... It's like Orphan Black, but like every ten seconds is changing. I don't. I've never seen, Orphan, I've never Black seen Black. Orphan Black. No. God, you're so American. I hate you both. Well, g- Greg's uh, Australian. Greg, do you know what Orphan Black is? The show. I do. Okay, yes. good. So have you watched it? Stupid Americans. I know what I've it is. Fox.
0: I've seen parts of it. I haven't. I haven't yeah. like watched it as a show. but I've seen parts of it, but I know what it is.
3: It's basically yeah. a show about a girl. It's the same actress, and she's like. There's like twelve different clones, and she plays each character. Mm. Never mind. Well,
0: had, never mind. Educate uh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Anything. It's it's um. What's her name? Isn't it? Um. I can never remember her name. <sighs> what is her name? I, uh, I'm
3: gonna say yes because I also don't remember. Her yeah. name. It's definitely her. Yeah.
0: But... I can't think of it now. Anyway, I had it. Is Eva Green? Is that her? Isn't it? She's the, the uh, Or was it a different show.
3: Honestly, I can't remember
0: her name. Oh, I think I might be getting another show. Well, it's so, Sarah but, Manning. Uh, well, there's Eva Greens in a show that's sort of a similar type thing, I think. But anyway, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Or tangents.
0: Look them up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you guys should check out. Yeah, show. In, in general, I think I was pretty happy with it. Uh, I don't think it's like amazing or like, oh, my God, or anything like that. But I was I was super happy with it. I'll, I'll pick it up when it comes out on. Blu-ray and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm just super amped that it doesn't ruin Unbreakable because yeah. that's one of my favorite movies.
2: M. Night didn't fuck it that's up. One. That's that's yeah. something yeah. he's known he's... for. And he, mm. I think he delivered on what this movie should have been. I I don't know that he delivered on what we wanted it to be mm-hmm. in some senses, but I think it's what it should have been for these characters in this trilogy. And I don't, I don't have a problem
3: with it. No, I think his twist in this movie because he always has a twist. We all know that. His twist was almost that it was actually a letdown. You know that fight scene at the end was the last fight scene. There wasn't going to be that big thing, so I, I felt let down by that. But as an overall movie, I thought it was really good.
1: Well, it's kind of like in Unbreakable, the the big moment for you as a viewer is when you're like, "Oh, holy fuck, this is a superhero movie." And in, in this movie, it's almost the opposite, where you're like. You're like expecting the superhero movie because I mean how you know how many have we had between Unbreakable and now? And and what you get instead is like, oh holy fuck, this is
0: real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to forget, you have to remember that this world is not the the Marvel universe. You know, it is more of a real world and the superheroes are uh, subdued versions of what like the comic books tell you they are and stuff like that. So like, yeah, it's not flying and all that, but it is just like, yeah, we're both kind of strong. So we can just kind of throw each other into the car a bit and stuff like that.
2: As far as the twist goes, I actually think that'll actually be better on a rewatch because I think we'll be picking up clues along the way better for that Mm. one. And knowing the ending, like the, the twist isn't some big dramatic thing. It's a slow build to, this, oh, shit moment. Yeah. It, it, which, you know, knowing that we're not, not expecting that big fight scene, you you watch it with different eyes. I think it may benefit from that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's one thing that Shyamalan has done well with his twists um, in, in his better movies is that uh, like when The Sixth Sense came out, I was working as a host at TGI Fridays that was really close to the movie theater in my hometown. And like the weekend The Sixth Sense came out, people were like coming into Fridays and grabbing me by the shirt and just being like... I can't believe Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, fuck, man, I'm working. I haven't seen it." <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: but that movie, especially, you can really go back and 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 pick stuff where it's like, "Look, yeah, Bruce Willis is sitting there talking to the mother, but they're not talking to each other." You know, they're right, like, they're yeah, they're just yeah. He's just sitting there. She doesn't know he's there. She's looking at like an empty chair and stuff like that. So. but it's but it's easy cool. to see
1: how, like, even if you know, it's easy to see how it's it's set up to kind of misdirect you in that way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it says it
3: says a lot to say that I want to see a movie like more than two, three, or four times. I feel like I'll watch this movie quite a few times. If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it nine out of ten bottles of maple syrup, and that's basically, <laughs> it's losing that. The only reason yeah. it's losing that one is because I'm sad that they're all dead, and yeah. I know that's not the, the that's not the downside of the movie. I just I'm taking some personal anger out on my score.
1: I'm going to give it three poutines and a beaver tail. Oh, shit.
3: You make me (laughs)
1: hungry. (laughs) And a couple of Molson's. I'll
0: give it it three out of four. Was it bitch-ass pieces of glass or whatever (laughs) he (laughs) said? Come on, Jared. I'm
2: going to give it uh, 10 out of 12 personalities. Oh, Oh, all right.
0: (laughs) That's where you do the little clap and go good for you yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: so does anyone know if it if it shattered the box office I don't think it's doing fantastic was,
4: um,
1: there were a lot of people at the movie theater when we were there I mean that, that parking lot is always packed but it seemed like
0: the the screening itself was well attended yeah let's see it had the, a 20 million dollar budget and I think they're projecting it to get about 55 to 60 uh, once all the worldwide stuff kicks off and all that so
2: it's looking oh, okay. like it's a Heading on its way to a forty eight million dollar four day. That's pretty solid for a yeah, yeah. twenty. It's
0: million double the budget yeah. already. Yeah. And then yeah, then you've got international stuff as well.
2: So. Yeah. So so that's forty one million domestic over Friday through Sunday, and then a roll
3: in. Uh, wait, how is it only if what you said fifty million dollar budget or twenty twenty. So 20, wait, yeah. the actors took a huge pay cut to play this movie? That's not that's uncommon. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: huh. to to do fun roles and stuff like yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, especially they they, these guys all have a relationship with Shyamalan at this point. Like yeah. they've all, I think, enjoyed working with him.
0: Huh. I'm pretty sure it was twenty. Just well,
1: it might have been. Maybe yeah. they all
3: get residuals from the screenings or something. I don't know. Mm. That just sounds. That sounds really low. That's yeah. like yeah, budget than,
0: twenty a... million dollars. You know? Like, it, so, like
1: so, you never really pay Samuel L. Jackson what he's worth. No, That's you know that, the amount of money that, that his movies make.
0: Bruce Willis got paid per word that he says on screen <laughs> as well, so it's like 20
1: bucks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Screen Actors Guild is going to regret that they uh, allowed that that type of negotiation.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson gets paid per motherfucker, it's, and this movie is happening, so he had to work for scale for free. For free. <laughs> well, no, he's a member of the guild, yeah. so he worked for scale, yeah. but his, his escalators are all per motherfucker.
0: <laughs> he just got to uh, he got to keep his wardrobe he's happy we'll let you keep the suit oh yeah fuck yeah like awesome. <laughs> oh before we go I did love the, I love the Arkham Asylum slash Watchmen moment too where it was like yeah we just keep all your shit in a box in the one room
2: yeah well that's Ooh, kind of what I find
0: it you know like yeah great
2: that's kind of what prisons do I mean yeah, that's it's, when, when you check in they do have take your stuff like, like
0: yeah but it's great you know like yeah. <laughs> it gives you that good scene where yeah you do get you get you get him grab the stuff so at least they, at over. least his,
1: his suit wasn't wrinkled they, they had like folded it up nicely or something like that stored it well so he it yeah. <laughs> looked pretty good when he put that on that was pretty cool also I want, yeah. I want to shout out McAvoy for probably setting the record for the number of shirtless scenes in a superhero movie. I have to, I have to comment I on this every single time, but I mean, like, however many times Jason Momoa took his shirt off in Aquaman, uh, like McAvoy probably tripled it in uh, Glass,
3: <laughs> and we were all happy he so. did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean those those traps, like Rick said. Yeah, I, I gotta go and do some shrugs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but definitely a case of like, okay, give me a minute. Waits, 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 waits. Wait. okay, I'm ready. Action. Like <laughs> get the pump. Get the pump yeah. on Eddie guys. But yeah.
2: <laughs> What's sad is to play off the fact that I am Mr. Glass. Doing uh, shoulder shrugs to build my traps is probably what destroyed my neck.
1: Oh, there, there's, a, there's a strong possibility that
2: the exercise that blew out my desk was doing shoulder shrugs
1: I, I, I forgot about that and I feel very insensitive now and I apologize
0: <laughs> one, of my, one of my personalities is apologetic Jared the other one says fuck you <laughs> and just for all
4: of
3: Canada I'm going to say sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well that's where we'll leave it for uh, episode sixty-eight of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. But before you go and uh, check out all the other movies we sort of crammed in <laughs> to this one, uh, follow <laughs> us all on Twitter. The show is at Unfunny N Tangent. I'm at Greg T Thirteen. Jared is at Superju Seventy Five. Tim is at Tim Argney And over on Attack of uh, Mike, where can people find you?
3: Um, look for Tiny Canadian Penis. On
0: Twitter. <laughs> there you go. You could hang out with Adam's dick. <laughs> But uh, as always, uh, all roads lead to At The Steel Cage. Head to the steelcageshop.com. You can grab an awesome Mon Milfma shirt. Uh, she is the queen of soft style. You can go to unfunnynerdtangent.com. The 40 for 40 is a winding down. I've only got a few left. Uh, the latest one is number five in Goodfellas. And, yeah, if you're not a fan of Goodfellas, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and, Jared, the ramble before the rumble. Yeah,
2: the Ramble is happening uh, Friday. I think that's the 23rd, 24th. Maybe I'm totally wrong on my days here. I I lose track of the 25th. The 25th. Okay, I was in the ballpark. That's all that matters. Um, Ramble before the Rumble. We've got Mega Ran, T-Call, Bear Ghost. Is it Andy Savage? Andy Savage. Andy Savage all uh, performing. Going to do Matt Mania, Steel Cage, podcast. Derek and Tim are going to eat snacks. Sprung is not going to be allowed in the building. Um, yeah, we're going to do a bunch of fun things. We may have a few surprise appearances uh, occurring. We, we don't know. We're, we're just, it may happen, may not. You
1: Hashtag know. Get, what a, get, what a get, twist. Get, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Get near to the rumble. Who? <laughs> is it Nia or Naya? Naya Naya to the ramble, not
2: ramble. the rumble. She's already, get the rumble. To the, she, she's already not in the rumble. She's in the rumble. She's I don't understand, understand hashtags not, or
4: wrestling. She, she's right.
2: not coming to the Ramble as far right. as we know. So we want to get her to we the Ramble. We want to Ramble. get her
4: to the
1: Ramble yeah. hashtag. Get Naya to the Ramble. Yeah, there That's we the go. That's the appropriate hashtag. There we go.
2: I'm it's very confused, def- confused right now. Yep. Don't worry, Mike. You'll be there. You'll, I'll be there. There you go. We're making right. an international event. Save yeah. a
0: seat for Naya. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well,
4: yeah. So
2: anyway, back to That, that is it. Uh, at Crescent Ballroom here in Phoenix. Doors are going to open at 5 o'clock. Show starts at 6. 6. And you can get your info at rumble.thesteelcage.com. Uh, pre-order the tickets because it's 10 bucks ahead of time, 15 bucks at the door.
0: There you go. The perfect bargain. So, yeah, if you're in Phoenix, check it out. It uh, should be a lot of fun. It's one of those events where I'm like, another one where I'm like, oh, God, man, I'd love to be there. But, yeah, whatever. If it makes Always. you feel better, your,
2: your Australian buddy Adam just told us he's not coming either because he sucks.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well.
0: Adam tried to tell me about how Rocky wasn't a good movie the other day. So he's just full of
2: bad decisions and
0: opinions this week, isn't he? He didn't like Rocky, he didn't like the Godfather. I'm like, dude, what the fuck?
2: But Adam likes Adam, so that just throws everything off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, follow Adam at ahes49. There you go. And follow his
2: dick at Adam's dick forty nine. (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> Tell him why he's wrong about really. <laughs> but until then, this has been episode 68 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg. For Jared and Tim and Mike, uh, thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, this was never a podcast. This was always an origin story.